Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. The Portland Trailblazers get in the playoffs. They will beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. That's Charles Barkley yelling at people right there. If the Blazers get in, they'll beat the Lakers in the first round. Well, let's see a show of hands. We'll never have to pay for that. Who thinks the Blazers are getting in? They got a they got a big hill to climb, PK. I mean, there's, I suppose there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance, but the Blazers are three and a half games behind the Grizzlies, four back in the loss column with eight to play. That's a big hill. Pelicans, though, will be without rookie star Zion Williamson for a little while. Is that going to impact the game? Nobody knows for sure. He left. It actually happened late in our show yesterday. An urgent family medical manner. He's going to rejoin the team at a later date. If he's out a week or less, then he'll quarantine for four days upon his return to the bubble. If he has a negative test every day, he's outside the bubble. So he could be back for the Jazz game, which is now 13 days away. 13 days for the first game. Although Donovan Mitchell in his Zoom interview was talking about uh, the game on the 22nd because they have scrimmages. And uh, they're clearly looking forward to scrimmages as if they were a game. They won't count the standings, but clearly they're ready to play. James Harden is ready. Mike D'Antoni, Rockets coach, said Harden back at Houston practice, and he said he looked good. He was probably rusty for about 30 seconds, and then he was back. Celtics guard Kimba Walker says he's pretty frustrated, dealing with a left knee issue that... Lasted throughout the four-month layoff. Says he's optimistic he'll be good to go in time for the resumption of the season, building towards the playoffs. Look at the Celtics. Celtics and Raptors. That could be a really interesting second-round series. And whoever survives, presumably, will be the first team to threaten the Bucks. I don't know. Maybe the Heat or the Pacers or the Sixers. So put some pressure on the Bucks in the second round. Don't really expect that, though. Bucks guard Eric Bledsoe tested positive for COVID-19. He hasn't traveled to Orlando yet, issued a statement that he feels fine, he's asymptomatic, looks forward to getting to Orlando once he passes the protocol. And we'll end where we started with the Blazers. Damian Lillard celebrated his birthday in Orlando, and he said he had one wish. It's one thing, what do you get the guy who's got everything, right? He's got the money to buy, what's he doing, like 25, 30 million, something like that. He's got the money to buy pretty much whatever he wants. Outside of an NBA team, I suppose. My only ask as a birthday gift is let's not waste our bleeping time out here. <laughs> you know, he was one who was like, hey, I don't want to go down there unless we got a real shot at the playoffs. They were three and a half out with, what, like 17, 16, 17 games to go. Give me a real shot. All right, they got a shot. It's not a good one. There's uh, odds makers, you know, and they do the, they run like 10,000 simulations and put the probabilities out there. And I think the Blazers are projected as having somewhere between like a, a 5 and 10% chance of making the playoffs. There's it's some slim. people saying that the Zion Williamson absence could boost Move those prospects. numbers. Yeah, yeah, move those numbers. If if Zion's gone, that gone. You know, he, he could be gone three days, be back, 
do the quarantine thing and still have basically a week to go before a game. So we really don't know if he's going to be there for games on the 30th or not. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Ron Rivera has stepped up and spoken. Why has Daniel Snyder not stepped up and spoken yet? When you have something this serious, and they're talking about your culture, the one who talks about building a culture, you need to get out there and address it and talk about it, and not just put your head coach out there to talk about it. That's Fox Sports' Jay Glazier on Daniel Snyder. It is weird the way Rivera's become the face and voice of the organization. The head coach is involved in the nickname change. Doesn't he have other stuff to do? Shouldn't he be watching film? It's a new gig. He's got a lot of players to learn about. You're going to have to watch a lot of film and do all that. What are you working on the name stuff for? And now he's talking about this. Washington Post with a uh, with a story about 15 women who previously worked for the team saying that uh, there was sexual harassment and verbal abuse by former scouts and members of owner Daniel Snyder's inner circle. Among those accused of misconduct, the director of pro personnel, Alex Santos, the former assistant director of pro personnel, Richard Mann II, longtime radio play-by-play announcer and senior vice president, Larry Michael. All three have left the organization within the last week. No allegations made towards team owner Daniel Snyder, former longtime GM Bruce Allen, who was fired last year after a decade with the franchise. There are allegations at this point. They're not proven, but man, the number 15 has got to make you think this isn't just, you know, one person with a beef and, you know, did they make it up at 15? It looks bad. You got to play out and lawyers have to have their day and all that stuff. But man, it it doesn't look good. The fact that those uh, multiple people have just left the organization, it's a lot of smoke. It is a lot of smoke. Now, we saw something like this with the Mavericks. Uh, This has been already compared to the Mavericks. It's been compared to the Clippers. You know, with the Clippers, there was audio tape. You know, now there's 15 people here. I don't know, you know, what they have. And there are a lot of people like to see Snyder forced out. How much of that is because of the way he's handled the nickname issue? How much of that is because of the way he's handled the franchise, the way he's dealt with, you know, people from players to agents to sponsors to, to ticket holders to the media? There's a lot to unravel there, but Jay Glazer's point, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look good that Ron Rivera's out there. How much is Snyder out there? Houston, Texas star J.J. Watt says NFL players want to play. There are questions that need answering ahead of training camp in the 2020 season. Texans rookies expected to report to Houston Monday, undergo COVID-19 testing and begin their onboarding process. Their onboarding process? Are they going on a cruise? I believe they want to play. NFL players have short careers. If you're only going to be in the league two, three, or four years, you know, depending on how many games, it's really games you play, not years, but, you know, usually you hit that number. I think it's about 30 games, and you hit that number in about your third season, uh, depending on how it works out for you as far as, you know, playing full seasons those first couple of years. But guys don't want to give that time up. It's short. There's a younger, healthier guy with more upside coming behind you, and then plus players, their bodies just get beat up, you know, and you're – you're not as quick. Lose a step and all that stuff. So I totally believe them that they want to play. But we've seen from other leagues starting, it never seems to be easy. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
I really wish we would have a commissioner of college football and we wouldn't have different leagues doing different things and have so much uncertainty up in the air. If we were more uniform, then we wouldn't be in a position that we are right now. And I hope that's something that we work towards. Well, people have been saying that forever, and now Mac Brown is the latest to say it, but it wouldn't be that hard to do and it doesn't get done, which, you know, logically makes you think, no, people have the power they like. The commissioners have the power they like. The big dogs in any conference, there always seem to be a couple schools that are more powerful than a couple other schools. They got more money, they win more, all that kind of stuff. We know where they are. They got more sway inside the conference. They don't want to give it up. Most people don't go through life thinking, I wish I had one more boss who could tell me what to do. If you're honest with yourself, there aren't many people saying that. So if I were Mac Brown, I wouldn't hold my breath. It would be handy. And I get it that different leagues are doing different stuff at different times. The West Coast Conference postponing the start of fall sports basically about a month, late September the 24th. Uh, it's not impacting BYU football or USD football, but in the sports where the West Coast Conference has championships, you know, the delay in women's soccer, the delay in women's volleyball. Two teams for BYU, they're usually pretty good. They don't get a lot of recognition. It's not as important as other stuff. But, man, when you get the NCAA tournament, you know, people notice. And the women's soccer team is there a lot more often than they aren't. And they've got a chance to win a game or two. They can get Sweet 16. Uh, The women's volleyball team almost expect to get Sweet 16. They've been Final Four. And hopefully those seasons will still happen. Maybe they'll lose some non-conference matches, but hopefully they'll they'll get going in late September. But the West Coast Conference putting things on delay for a few weeks. NCAA Sports Science Institute released extended guidelines to help schools continue to navigate a return to fall sports. But NCAA President Mark Emmert conceded the virus is trending in the wrong direction. Today, sadly, the data points in the wrong direction. If there is to be college sports in the fall, we need to get a much better handle on the pandemic, Emmert said. They're recommending 72 hours of uh, testing and results within 72 hours of competition in high-contact, high-risk sports. And the AAC announced that they're going to do that mandatory coronavirus testing for all football teams at least 72 hours before each game. A lot of speculation that maybe, maybe that'll help protect some non-conference games for the SEC, the ACC, the AAC schedules with both those leagues. And obviously the Big 12 also uh, still mulling over what to do with their non-conference schedule. You know, the thing about cutting that conference schedule down from 12 to 10 is you lose the money game. And honestly, the money game doesn't make quite as much sense for the home team if they can't sell a bunch of tickets to it. You know, that, that, that's not really scheduled for TV. That's the kind of stuff that ends up on the Pac-12 network or the SEC network or whatever. It's, it's not scheduled usually for ESPN or Fox. And then the other thing is you tend to be giving up a road game. And that's not part of your TV package. And you're not selling any tickets to that. Now, you might be getting a guarantee for it depending on how it's structured. You know, but at the Pac-12 level, they're not usually playing money games. I guess you could say USC, Alabama, you know, going to a neutral site. You're doing that for a check. But that that would probably, off the top of my head, that'd be the only example in the Pac-12. So you schedule that ninth and 10th league game, just schedule the 10th one for the Pac-12 because I already had nine going in the Big Ten as well. These other leagues, uh, the ACC and the SEC are only playing eight games. So, they, But they could bump it up to 10, give up their, their money game with the Citadel and a road game and move on. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 
so predictable. So predictable. I actually referenced this a couple days ago. A-Rod wants to buy the Mets. Now he's added a couple more. He's got a lot of uh, athletes, and he's added a few more because they got a $1.7 bid, a $1.7 billion bid, and another group's got a $2 billion bid, and it looks like there might be a third group coming in with massively deep pockets. So I don't know that A-Rod's going to buy the Mets. He'd like to. He's working on it. And now suddenly he's all about the salary cap and about a limit on player salaries. Didn't want to limit anything when he was the one signing the 10-year, $250 million contract, but the shoe is literally on the other foot, so A-Rod's coming around. And I wonder how much he he really wants to do this and how much he just has to signal the owners, oh, I'm one of you guys. Approve it. Come on, I'm one of you guys. Although owners tend to like to approve the sale that's for the most money because it ups the value of their franchise. So A-Rod's doing what he can, but there have to be other players looking at him like, man... This is the this is the snakiest move you've done since you tested positive for steroids, tried to explain it away, and then tested positive a second time. A-Rod sh- shaking their head. Tony Clark, who's a union head, you know, you could come on, make a prediction. What is Tony Clark gonna say? This is this is dog bites really, man Alex? stuff right really? here. Alex benefited as much as anybody from the battles this union fought against owners' repeated attempts to get a salary cap. Now that he's attempting to become an owner himself, his perspective appears to be different, and that perspective does not reflect the best interests of the players. Shocking. Shocking, I say. Major League Baseball is going to be pumping crowd noise in from its official video game through ballpark sound systems during the games, according to reports. Stadium sound engineers will have access to 75 different effects and reactions. Well, don't hit the wrong button. The Cubs are at Wrigley and they hit a homer. I don't want to hear the boos. Oops, I hit the wrong button. It's easy to do. I don't do it anymore. I've had all that taken away from me. Yacht came all that. But back in the day when it I was Yacht's agent do. starting, Yacht, there were 12 sliders, those little things that go down and control the volume. And then there were three inputs at the top. So I had 36 choices, and only one was right. Well, and then you also had the, the screw-up. You start the right thing, but you got the slider down. But you had to have the right input. We'll be bringing in the network news until it's top of the hour. Don't have that thing punched out. Screwed that up more than once. Got good enough at it. I didn't get fired, though. So, you know, that was a positive. DJ and PK. There were still a lot of moving carts and a lot of media that were moving around, but the energy wasn't the same without the fans. That certainly was noticeably different, but there were certainly still a lot of moving parts with camera crews. Golf. <laughs> I like to be cheered, but would you people hold still in my backswing? Stop moving. Tiger Woods is back on tour, so getting his reaction to what it's like. Most of the other guys on tour answered this uh, you know, a few weeks ago when they were playing, but for Tiger, he's back, baby. Tony Finau birdied six of the six on the backside and and seven of the last ten holes, so he's got the lead at the Memorial six under after the first round. The second round now underway. Now the only thing with Tony, you know, we've seen him make these charges. We've seen him get hot, but he's going to be able to seal the deal. And of course, it's still only Friday, so he can't really seal the deal today. That's a ways away, but we're all curious. PGA Tour is moving towards having NBA star Steph Curry associated with a fall tour event in 2021. Plans have been in works for two years for Curry to host a tournament in Northern California. The San Francisco Chronicle reported an amended contract between the city of San Francisco and the tour would see Harding Park 
losing the 2026 President Cups in order to host a long-term event. So the Northern California event, the San Francisco event, has always kind of been Pebble Beach. Well, which it's not in San Francisco. It's down the coast a little bit, but it's easily drivable. But another, you know, a major media market put something right there in Harding Park that's more convenient. And the thing is, if you get a fall date in the Bay Area, the weather's way better. The fall is the best season. The summer, I don't want to get into it. I had to learn it in a class in high school, so I know why the summer in San Francisco sucks. But man, you're inland. You know, you're in that inland corridor with Walnut Creek and Danville, and you're a 45-minute drive from the city, and it can be 98 degrees. And you can drive into San Francisco, and it can be 71 degrees, and the wind is blowing, and there's fog. How did this happen? Tony Finau needs to pick it up. He's already on the course. He's, no, he's already falling apart. He's two over through four holes. Uh, so he's we've dropped, seen this, but we've seen this before. You he's can't dropped say back to a tie for second. You can't say you're surprised. No, but he's still got time to rebound. All right. Steph Curry associated with the tour. I guess that'd be good. A little celebrity. Just yesterday we were talking about. You know, how Jack hosts the tournament this week, and it's special. And he'll do the TV interviews, and they're greeting players when they walk off the green. And, you know, it's every generation, it's somebody different. But, you know, Byron Nelson had a stop on tour, right? Arnold Palmer always had that stop in Florida. Jack's always got the stop in Ohio. When Tiger and Phil are 75 years old, assuming they're in good health, knock on wood and all that stuff, you know, there are going to be tournaments where whoever the... You know, somebody who isn't born yet is going to be 23 and walk off the course and shake hands with them, and it'll be a big deal. Steph's a little different because it's a different sport, but man, in the Bay Area, he'd be the perfect ambassador. And, you know, we know he loves golf and has a passion for it. You just saw him at that celebrity tour in Tahoe, celebrity tour event. All right, DJ and PK, that is what is trending. And. As always, it's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz at 8 o'clock. Brian Dunseth, RSL commentator. How is it going in the bubble? Is RSL that good or was Colorado that bad? And Dunny, you don't know about this, but there's one other team he roots for, and it is going to cause you to shake your head. It's not as bad as it could be. He could say something, and your head would explode, but he's going to say something else. You're going to go, that's weird. We'll get to that with him. And then, hopefully, we're going to hear from jazz players after practice. They got practice right through our show today, which makes Joe Ingles unavailable because he can't step out of a drill and tell Quinn he's got to talk to us. <clears throat> Quinn, I'm going to stop I shooting know. threes for the next 10 minutes. I know, I asked. I, mean, I just want to make sure. I mean, I was pretty sure I knew the answer, just in case. But if it runs a little long and, you know, you can you can really practice it. It doesn't matter, high school, college, pro. You know, practice goes as long as coach wants. And so whenever they send out these emails, and they, it's going to be available about 9.30. But then they tell you to check your email because it might be 9.10 and it might be 10.10. Because practice goes as long as coach wants. All right, DJ and PK, stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.